Marcheseau slides it around the rim. He's got Eichel, top of the left circle, closing in. He shoots, he scores! Jack Eichel, power play goal! Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Locke looks up, taps it back to Donov in the middle, he shoots, he scores! Jubilation! Vegas in overtime! Chevrolet, Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios, and live at lbsportsnetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Hour number two, rolling right along here on a Monday. VGK Insider Show, Ryan Wallace, Chris Chapman with you for hour number two. We will be as uh, not distracted as, as we can possibly be as the... Stanley Cup playoffs have started today. There are two games going on right now, Carolina and Boston. I don't believe there is any score in that game at the end of the first period. And right now we've got Tampa and Toronto, at least I do, on the tube. And the Toronto Maple Leafs might have just won the series by killing off a five-minute major penalty assessed to Kyle Clifford for boarding Ross Colton. It was a a terrible hit, bad penalty, really not one you want to take, especially in game number one um, of your first-round matchup. But Kyle Clifford kicked out of the game, five-minute major, and the Toronto Maple Leafs penalty kill absolutely ate alive a really good power play in the Tampa Bay Lightning. So... Toronto looking really good on the penalty kill. I still don't buy them as contenders unless they win in the first round. I know it's ridiculous, but those are the rules that I'm making. And I promise you we will get a little bit more in-depth on our playoff predictions uh, coming here in this segment. We've got one-timers also coming up here in hour number two. uh, And then we'll catch up with Chapman to round out this hour. But first and foremost, the Golden Knights did conclude their season on Friday with a 7-4 victory over the St. Louis Blues. So you know what is in order. It is our official game rating brought to you by Nova Home Loans, the best combination of service rates and fees. You see what I do that time with the pepper? You see what I do with the pepper? The people, the people, they want the pepper, all right? They want the pepper. All right, Chapman, so it was an offensive explosion for the Vegas Golden Knights to round out the 2021-2022 regular season campaign. Give me your rating for Friday's victory over the St. Louis Blues. Yeah, this 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 kind of game is hard to rate because it didn't matter for, for the Golden Knights. It did matter for the Blues. I mean, it, it, it could have, I guess, is how I should have put it, um, had, had things gone their way. <laughs> And uh, they, they yeah. could have had home ice in the series with the Wild. As it turns out, the Wild end up winning. So it didn't really matter for the Blues anyway. Uh, look, they scored seven goals. I, I you, you got to go with a. I got to go with it with a uh, Carolina Reaper. I mean, it's a five for me. Seven goals, mat- game mattering or not, it's always impressive when you score seven goals. They'd only done it, I think, two other times that season. I believe against the Coyotes and against the Canucks. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's a good win. I mean, look, St. Louis is a good team. St. Louis had something to play for going into the game, and the Golden Knights were the better team. So I'll, I'll go with the 5 out of 5 in that one. So do you feel like the Blues played to win home ice advantage that game? Uh, no. 
I, I, I don't think they cert- I don't think they played their best game. I don't think they put in their best effort. Sure. But I mean, they yeah. still had some in on paper when you look at that game before puck drop. St. Louis did have something to play for. The Golden Knights didn't know what kind of effort the Blues were going to put in or not. So um, they went out and they played their game. And I, and I think considering they could have packed it in following um, the, the way things went in Chicago, the fact that they didn't pack it in, I'm just glad it didn't go to a shootout. So, um, you know, good, good on the Golden Knights. And and to be honest with you, I, I, I would have liked to have seen St. Louis keep uh, Billy Huso out, out of the net there in the last couple of minutes. Just keep the empty net for um, for the hell of it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it look, I, I don't know if St. Louis really wanted to win that game. They didn't care. I have no idea what their mindset was. But like I said, before the puck dropped, St. Louis, in theory, had something to play for. So um, I'll give it a five. Yeah, it's not that hard of a game for me to dissect and, and give a rating to because it's a one-off, right? Like, I'm not going to read too much into it. I'm not going to, to really put too much um, extra emphasis in, in anything. It was a really well-played game by the Vegas Golden Knights. It's a game that I think you hoped they would have found a little bit more after that win in Calgary that kind of gave you hope this team could go on a run to finish the the regular season. Uh, It's the game you wanted to see in Chicago. It's the game that you wanted to see in Dallas. It's it's frustrating that that game didn't kind of come through for the Golden Knights, but you got one more before the end of the regular season. And to me, that's worth something means something so the golden knights that one it's a it's a carolina reaper it's it's no process here it was a great result it was a nice note to end the regular season on for the golden knights and i think that we all can kind of recognize that as what it as uh, for what it is and it's a one-off right now the question becomes do we do a game rating or a rating in general for the regular season like do you want to do one all-encompassing and if you do do you want to do it now or do you want to wait until tomorrow and the reason i bring up tomorrow it's simple we've got end of season media availability tomorrow morning that'll be at 9 30 in the morning tomorrow we will be there chris chapman and i will be there to hear from pete the bower to hear from General Manager Kelly McCrimmon, select players that will be available. And then we will be bringing a lot of audio to the program tomorrow. So you can get a, a, a an ability or, or have the ability to listen to the commentary from the coaching staff, from the players, from the general managers, um, and, and get an idea of how this season is evaluated internally with the Vegas Golden Knights and what the expectations are going to be moving forward for this hockey club. So I think it makes more sense for us to give a a full end-of-season rating tomorrow. What do you say, Chris Chapman? Yeah, and I think the fact that we'd have Darren on the show as well so he can give it a, a, a Carolina Reaper. No, I'm kidding. But uh, yeah, I, I think we should wait till tomorrow, and uh, you know, this way we could get we can get the three of us, and 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 uh, we'll see. Well, I mean, I I think I already have an idea where I where I'm going, but I think having a night to sleep on it would, would probably be better anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So that's what we'll do tomorrow. We will get the the game rating or the season rating for the Vegas Golden Knights the entire 2021-2022 season. So, Chapman, let me let me kind of get a gauge here because we got into the, the Stanley Cup playoffs a little bit there in hour number one. I want to revisit it here in hour number two because 
I did a lot of talking. Darren did a lot of talking. We didn't hear very much from Chris Chapman, the fan uh, of the show. So that's the question that I have for you right <laughs> off the jump. Now, is it hard for you, because you speak for the fans, Like, is it hard for you to watch the Stanley Cup playoffs without the Vegas Golden Knights in the competition? I would say it's not for for this reason. I kind of had opportunity to prepare for the Golden Knights to not be in the playoffs. Like I, I, I mean, I know mathematically they still had a chance after the San Jose game, but I kind of had a whole week to just be like, okay, this is not going to happen. They're not going to be in the playoffs. So I, I, I wasn't on pins and needles going into the Chicago game because I just felt like it was a really tall task for them to, to be able to make the playoffs anyway, especially after the Dallas game. So having that week to kind of prepare myself for, for the playoffs without the Golden Knights, I think it, it, it kind of eased it a little bit. I think had they had something to like had that St. Louis game mattered and they lost and they missed out because they, they didn't win that last game, I think that would have been tough, right? It, to me, that would have been like losing in the first round of the playoffs. That would have been really, really tough. But I think considering that that I had that that period of time, and actually it may have even have gone back before the San Jose game where I, where I had my doubts. So I think having that time to prepare, it made it a little bit easier. It's still disappointing. I mean, I, I think I still would prefer to see the Golden Knights in the playoffs than, say, Nashville or Dallas because, quite honestly, I, think, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think either of those teams are very good. So, um, yeah, I, it's not too hard. Plus, the playoffs are awesome. I mean, the, 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 the hockey playoffs, Stanley Cup playoff, playoffs are, are just the best. Yeah. I mean, because... Unlike the NBA, and, and I understand there are rarities in the NBA, and I think unlike the NFL and, and unlike uh, Major League Baseball, this is the one sport where I think a seven seed has a realistic chance. Like going in, going into the playoffs, like, I mean, I would not be the least bit surprised to see the Boston Bruins take out the Carolina Hurricanes. Like, I, I that would not surprise me. Like, it would not surprise me to see the Bruins make well, a run to the conference final because I, I, I think... The, the East is there's so much parity in, in our sport that I, I do think runs like that. They're not like out of the ordinary like they are in some of the other sports. No, you're you're right. Like it, it, the parity in the NHL and, and just like a game that is so randomized like hockey is and, and we can control the controllables. We have variables that kind of give us an idea of which team's better, which team controls the possession all that stuff but you're talking about a piece of rubber on ice and and it it is unpredictable at times even if you think you have everything figured out like hockey comes down to one or two mistakes within every single game that is the difference between winning and losing and you know I, I look at the Stanley Cup playoffs as one of the most intriguing tournaments in all of professional sports because you have the ability for any team to get hot and go on a run. You have the ability for any goaltender to take over a series, take over a game, and become unbeatable. You have all the opportunity in the world for upsets to to happen and teams that you expect to win to falter and lose because of expectations and all of that. So, like, I'm right there with you. Stanley Cup playoffs are really awesome. They're so much fun to watch, even if your team, the team you root for, isn't in the tournament. So, Chapman, I'm going to ask you some of the same questions that Darren asked me because I am curious to see, like, what team do you look at and you say, okay, 
coming into this one, and, and you, you, you probably tipped your hand already with Dallas and Nashville uh, as, as teams you don't believe have a shot in this one. So what's, that, what's the team? The one team that you think has zero business being in this tournament because they are just simply not going to win? Well, I, I was going to go with Nashville, um, I think. I th- but you know what? I, I feel like since Darren went with Nashville, I, I feel like maybe I should pick someone else. Um, I think Dallas is too easy. So I'm going to go with the Washington Capitals. I don't think they have a chance to beat the Florida Panthers. Yeah, I don't either. I and and I I don't think that they do because they don't play defense. Well, like and 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 if you're going to, if the other aspect of ahead. that is I I don't trust their goalies. Like I I, I mean Samsonov is not a guy who I would I would say hey he's going to he's going to carry this team to to a a major upset in the playoffs. Like I just don't look at Washington and sure they have a lot of guys who could put the puck in the net. John Carlson, of course on the blue line, grade 8, Tom Wilson, all guys who can score cuz nets off. But like you said, defensively they're 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 poor and I just don't have any faith in their goalies. No, I I Again, I I think that the Washington Capitals are not going to play defense. Like, and that's that's the biggest thing is you you talk about the goaltending for the Washington Capitals. Like, I don't necessarily believe that Samsonov can't give you a save when you need it. Like, I don't think that uh, Vanacek can't give you a save when you need it. The problem is you're going to need a lot of them because they do not play defense. And against a Florida Panthers team that dials it up offensively every single time they're on the ice, they're going to try to win games scoring six goals. And and the Capitals are not going to be a team that's going to try to counter that by shutting it down. So if you're playing into what the Florida Panthers want to do night in and night out, it's not going to go well for you. You're not going to win very many hockey games. I agree with you in that I think the Washington Capitals are overmatched against a Florida Panthers team that has not been out of the first round in a long time. So um, as much as it sounds weird to say it, I think the Florida Panthers are going to get themselves out of that round relatively easily. So let's go ahead and predict a little bit here. Florida-Washington, who's your pick to win that series and why? Well, I think I think Florida is going to beat Washington for for some of the reasons we just laid out. Uh, Washington defensively, like we said, they're they're just not very good. I mean, Samsonov he he's a capable goalie, but I don't think he's the guy who who is going to carry you. Um, I think I think there's just too much firepower with with Florida in this series. Yeah, I understand it's been like what thirty six years or twenty six years since they've won a playoff series. This is a team that's hungry. It's a it's a it's a group of players who understand what's at stake. They won the President's Trophy. That with that comes a lot of pressure, which is why I don't think they'll win the Stanley Cup. But I do think they'll get past the the, the Washington Capitals. I think Bobrovsky's been good. And and look, if he if he falters, Spencer Knight's had a pretty pretty good season as well. I just think with guys like Barkov, uh, Ekblad. Um, and, and obviously Huberdeau, there's a lot of firepower. Plus, they added Claude Giroux, who I think is hungry. Right, a lot of lo- a lot of losing seasons in Philadelphia for Claude Giroux. So, and sure. and and look, they've got Joe Thornton. I, I I think at some point Joe Thornton will will make a play, and you'll say, yeah, that's right. Joe Thornton's never won a Stanley Cup. All right, so you're taking you're taking the Florida Panthers. I'm also taking the Florida Panthers. I, I think that Florida is again just going to be. Uh, a team that is that is overmatching the Washington Capitals. I think that Washington's going to feed right into the way Florida wants to play. Uh, so Florida Panthers will get out of the first round. I think that that's fairly 
consistent among you and I. Now, let's go to the other series in the Atlantic Division. It's Toronto and Tampa. This game is actually going on right now. And Jake Muzzin has opened the scoring of the playoffs for Toronto. one to nothing Toronto. Again, if you are just tuning in or thinking of that game, the Toronto Maple Leafs had to kill off a seven minutes in the first 12 <laughs> minutes of the game of penalties because Kyle Clifford threw an, uh, a boarding. He was called for boarding five in a game, and the Tampa Bay Lightning got nothing going on their power play. Toronto Maple Leafs had an incredible penalty kill, and now Toronto has a one nothing lead. So, Chris Chapman, who wins, Toronto or Tampa? Well, if, if I was going into this blind not having watched the first period, I would have said that the Toronto Maple Leafs were the two-time defending Stanley Cup champion because they certainly looked like the better team in that first period. Now, the, it is only it is, it is only, only 20 one, minutes, yes, but and, you, and, are, you are right. Yeah, and, and, and look, and to get a guy, a, a goal from a guy that maybe you wouldn't have expected to get that first goal from, you know, a team that's got Mitchell Marner, obviously Austin Matthews, you would have thought that that maybe one of those guys would have put the puck in the net first for Toronto. But no, it was Jake Muzzin. So I still like Tampa to come out of this because I, I, I don't want to count them out. I still feel like Vasilevsky is the best goalie in the world, and he's going he's gonna to make his presence known over the course of this series. Obviously, Steven Stamkos, 100 points. Uh, Kucherov is, is phenomenal. I love Victor Hedman. I like how some of those guys have an edge, too. Like, Sergachev is a guy who plays... He plays on the edge, and I, and I, I like that. And I, I can't go against Pierre-Edward Belmar, who is a member of the Tampa Bay Lightning. So <laughs> I, I love Pierre-Edward Belmar, one of my favorite people in the NHL, just the coolest guy. I'm going to go with Tampa, because of not because of Belmar, but I can't go against him. All right, I'm going to disagree with you. I think Toronto's going to win. Um, now listen, I, I just said in hour number one, that I think that they're a long shot, that I don't believe that they have any chance of legitimately winning the Stanley Cup. And I tend to believe that that is true to a point. Until they win a series, I cannot take them seriously. However, I am picking them to win this series. And the only reason I'm going to to Toronto on this one is because no one expects them to win this one. There have been so many series for the Toronto Maple Leafs to come through to find a way to win. And now that everything's stacked against them, now that there's a legitimate excuse for them to lose, they're going to win. And it's only going to happen because that's how this works sometimes. It's only going to happen because that's what this sport does so well. So I think Toronto is going to come out of this one as ridiculous as it sounds because I just said that they are not going to be legitimate contenders that no one's expecting them to come out of the first round. (sighs) Maybe, just maybe, that's the only reason why they will. Chris Chapman, let's turn our attention to the Metro. And we've got Carolina and Boston. Your thoughts on this one, who wins? Well, it seems like these two teams play every year in the playoffs, and it seems like it's Boston that ends Carolina's season every single year. Uh, Carolina had had a goal and it was taken off for goalie interference. So, uh, you know, they, they, they did feel like they got on the board first, and the fans in Carolina were, well, obviously very disappointed in that in that decision for goaltender interference. But I just don't know if I trust the Carolina Hurricanes. I mean, it seems like every year we're expecting big things from them, and they seem to come up just a little bit short. 
Boston seasoned. They've got experience. The question for me is, can Linus Olmark be the guy for the Boston Bruins the way uh, Tuka Rask was for them for so many seasons in between the pipes? I don't know, but I'm going to put my chips in the corner of the Boston Bruins in this series. I just feel like they've got more seasoned players, more guys who who have made the big-time plays when it really matters. I know we can't. a lot of people can't stand Brad Marchand. I, I think Brad Marchand's a phenomenal player, and he always seems to thrive when the pressure's on in, in big games. So I like the Bruins, Ryan, and I know that that's, that's an upset. It's the wild-card team, but I just feel like they have Carolina's number in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you with the Boston Bruins, and I have been on the Carolina Hurricanes are a wagon um, – line of thinking for a long time now and every single time I I go there or I get there, they disappoint me in the first or the second round. So I'm not going to allow that to happen again. I'm going firmly in on the Boston Bruins. I just think that they're the more complete team and you know, for Carolina it gets complicated because of the goaltending situation. We'll get to that in in one-timers here in just a little bit, but with with Freddie Anderson not in net I just don't like the Hurricanes nearly enough, so I'm going all in on Boston. And then my one of my dark horse series. I think this is going to be an incredibly fun and entertaining series. Um, every single game, I think, is going to be close, and I think it's got the potential to go deep, like six, seven games. The Rangers and the Penguins, who you got, Chapman? This was the hardest series for me to pick because I, I, I just feel like, you know, you... you, you you mentioned the fact that this could be the last run Crosby has with with his line mates. Malkin is a UFA at the end of the year. Um, I think Chris Letang maybe is is a maybe it's not Letang. They have another big name free agent uh, who who plays big minutes for those guys. What worries me about Pittsburgh though is the fact that Tristan Jari is is banged up. He's not going to play at least I think the first two games. But the Rangers, this is the first time that they you know they they, they haven't made the playoffs. In a couple of years, I believe it's since 2017 was the last time they made the playoffs. So New York is a big-time hockey market. When the Rangers are good, New York City is electric. I know I grew up in the of New York City, so I got to see when the Rangers won the Cup just how crazy the city went for the New York Rangers. I feel like that's got to count for something. They have the better goaltending. I feel like Artemi Panarin is, is going to have a big-time series. I really like watching the Rangers play. I mean, they've got just so many players. Kreider had a 50-goal season. You know, they're a good team, and I think they're well-coached. And, you know, when you combine that with having a really good goaltender, I feel like that's a recipe for a lot of success. And I don't care so much for the fact that the Rangers, I know I just made a case for the Bruins having a lot of experience. I'm going to use that against the, the, the Penguins here because I feel like the Rangers are hungry and it comes from the fact that they haven't had a lot of success over the last decade or so. New York Rangers, I, I think they I think they get by, but I think it's going to be a really close series. Like I don't think any team sweeps. Like I think this is a, a six or seven game series and I'm going to go with the Rangers because I do think Igor Shosturkin is going to be the difference maker in the series. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, I'm going with the Rangers as well. I 
really, really believe in Igor Shosturkin. I think that he is right now a goaltender that with a couple more seasons of the of, of the type of play we've seen out of him this year is going to quickly rival Andre Vasilevsky for best goaltender consistently in the game year out. And I think for the Rangers, you have a goaltender that plays that well, that's been la- that lights out all season long, and the Rangers have owned the Penguins this year. I, I like the Rangers in this. Now, that's not to say that Sidney Crosby isn't going to go and do something awesome. It's not to say that the Penguins have no chance here. They certainly do. But I think Shesterkin is the, 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 the straw that stirs the drink for the New York Rangers. And playing every single game, you're not getting more than two goals. It's just that simple. And I don't know that I trust Casey DeSmith or even Tristan Jari coming back from injury who had a disastrous postseason last year. I don't know that I trust the Penguins goaltending regardless of how good Jari was this season. So that's it. The the picks for us in the Eastern Conference. Chris Chapman and I both in on the Florida Panthers. Chapman's going Tampa. I'm going Toronto. And then we agree on everything else. Boston over Carolina and the Rangers over the Penguins. That's going to round out the Eastern Conference. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back with one-timers. In one-timers, we're going to pick our Western Conference uh, winners in the first round, and then we're going to get to some news and notes before wrapping up the show with Catching Up with Chapman. All that's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insiders Show. One-timers brought to you by Paul Powell. More lawyers, less fees. News and notes from around the NHL. And the biggest story today in the NHL is simply that the Stanley Cup playoffs have started. And we just went through our picks for the Eastern Conference, who we think is coming out of the East. Chris Chapman, he settled on Florida, Tampa, Boston, and the New York Rangers. I went with Florida, Toronto, Boston, and the New York Rangers. All that coming on the heels of me saying that the Toronto Maple Leafs are a dark horse in this playoffs. That is correct. That is true. No one's taking them seriously. No one has them as a legitimate contender because no one believes wholeheartedly that Toronto is going to make it out of the first round. Well, I'm here to tell you that if Toronto makes it out of the first round, look out. And even though I think they're long shots because of history, even though no one thinks Toronto's going to do anything, myself included, I also feel like they're going to the Stanley Cup final. I also feel like the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to get out of the first round. This is just the roadblock that they needed in front of them in order to realize their potential. So it may give you an indication of who I think's going to the Cup final. I like Toronto in the first round. Now let's turn our attention to the Western Conference. Get all of these picks out of the way. We've got the first series. It's Colorado. It's Nashville. Chris Chapman, who's your winner? Well, I'll just say this, too. I like your line of thinking with with Toronto. Like, if you're going to get the monkey off your back, why not do it with the two-time defending Stanley Cup champion, right? Because I think once you if, if, if you win that series... There literally is no pressure on you, I don't think. I think all the pressure is off at that point because you can, you, you know, you've got, hey, 
We just beat Tampa, who very, very easily could end up three-peating. I don't, maybe not easily, but, you know, they, they, they could three-peat. Like, they're that good. They still have almost all the pieces from their championships. So, yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I like the line of thinking. But to answer your question, I don't think this one is, is going to be any question. I think Colorado <laughs> absolutely goes through the Nashville Predators like a hot knife through butter. I, I Look, I, I, I'm still scratching my head how the Nashville Predators made the playoffs. It's almost like they made it by default. Because they really weren't very... Stop. They were not as bad as Dallas. Come they, on. They weren't very good down the stretch. And, and, Chapman, and, hot take. The Dallas Stars might be the worst playoff team ever. I don't know about that. I mean, they're... they're, they're oh, come on. Dallas, no, they are. You know what? I think Dallas wins more games than Nashville. I don't think Nashville well, wins a game. Oh, okay. All right. You you No UC Soros. Really? Really? I mean, they they've look. They've got three guys who who are big time scorers. Duchesne, Chapman, obviously, Chapman, Yossi. It's, it's the Matt Duchesne. Chapman, it's the Matt Duchesne revenge. Series. Yeah, well, he Come can't. He, he, it's him against the the world. <laughs> he's no, a, it isn't. It's him he, and Rose, Roman he, Yossi. He's and an ant going up like, a mountain. I think you're discounting. No, no, no. I think you're discounting how many players on Nashville are actually good at hockey. No, they have good players, but like, I just don't least, think they're a good team. At, I, I don't believe in John Hines as the coach. Oh, okay. All right, listen. Hear me out for just a moment. Maybe so you're I'm just going a bitter, bitter old Devils fan. but <laughs> Maybe, maybe. So you're going Colorado, and that's perfectly fine. Like I don't know that I'm going to take a big leap of faith here in the upset, but here's how I view it. The Colorado Avalanche have all the pressure in the world on them. I think we all agree. Yes? Absolutely. Okay. The Nashville Predators are not the Vegas Golden Knights in that they don't have the blueprint perfected on how you beat the Colorado Avalanche. But Colorado was not playing good hockey down the stretch. Secondarily, when this team gets frustrated, it becomes really noticeable, and they don't have adjustments ready to go. I think the Nashville Predators can play a system of hockey that will frustrate the Colorado Avalanche. Now, well, they're a very Colorado physical team to score, too. Yeah, if Colorado is able to score, it doesn't matter. But if Colorado runs into issues where they're not getting goals to drop, and again, UC Saros being out hurts. But if Colorado gets frustrated, look out. All I'm saying is, if Colorado gets frustrated, the Nashville Predators might be able to make this a series. I don't think they're going to get swept. I really don't. Is that enough? Is that enough for me to put my my chips in for the Nashville Predators? You need one upset, Chapman. You need one upset in this thing. Well, I think Boston, Boston is, is an upset. No, it's not. No, it's not. Those two teams are, are close enough that it's not a legitimate upset. I don't know that I can legitimately do this. I don't know that I even believe it, to be honest with you. If Carlos was in, maybe I would be all in on this. But I'm going to just go and, 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 and live on a wing and a prayer here. This is the dumbest thing that I'm going to do, don't but do I'm it. picking don't Nashville do- over. <laughs> yeah, no, I am. Nashville, I'm going Nashville. I have talked myself in to Nashville over Colorado. And I it is it is the most ridiculous pick I've ever made in, in a in a prognostication. Unless it hits. If it hits, then I'm golden. 
because no one else, and I mean no one, is going to be picking the Nashville Predators. I'm going Nashville over Colorado because chaos. I know. So let's you're you're move all about on. the chaos. <laughs> let's move on to what I think is going to be hands down the best series of the first round, and that is the Minnesota Wild and the St. Louis Blues. Who you got? Ah, this is tough because I, I, I think these are yeah. two teams that are very evenly matched. Um, you know, what, what's funny is you look at the, the scoring, where, where it comes from on these teams, and I feel like they're, they're pretty equal there, too. I really like the fact that St. Louis can basically put out three lines of guys who've got 20 goals. Um, you know, I mean, they're, they're loaded. The question is, as good as a season as Vili Husa was had, can he win in the playoffs? We saw Jordan Bennington do it a couple of years ago. No, pre- right? Like, no problem. Hmm. He's yeah. the backup now. So I don't know if Vili Husa is going to be looking over his shoulder. I mean, I think he's going to be the guy to start. But, y- you know, there's something to the fact that the guy who who's your backup is about the same age as you. And he did this with this same team just a couple of years ago. I really like St. Louis, but I just don't know if I trust the goaltending. I've never, I, I mean, and you know what's funny? You you guys know, I, I am not a big Jordan Bennington fan. And the funny thing is on the other side, Minnesota, I don't I don't worry about their goaltending at all. Like, I don't worry about Cam Talbot or, or Marc-Andre Fleury. Oh, I don't know about that. No, I, I don't I, know I, about that. I, 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 think, I think they're okay. Chapman, what if one guy has a bad game? What do you do? What do you do? Uh, I, 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 I don't know. I think you stick with what works, if if you're okay. if you're Minnesota. But I am gonna right. pick. As much as I just said, I don't know if I trust the goaltending for the Blues. I'm gonna. <laughs> I, I just think they they they've got so many guys who can score, and I think it's hard to overlook wow. that. Uh-huh. I mean, look, David Perron had had a had a 27 goal season. Tarasenko 34. Buchnevich had 30 uh-huh. goals. I love Jordan Cairo. Brandon Saad is a guy who performed in the playoffs last year. I'm going to go with St. Louis in this series. Really? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm picking the Blues. St. Louis Blues. All right, I'm going Minnesota. Um, <laughs> you, and I, he, you and I are not going to agree at all on the Western Conference, and I think that that's great. Um <laughs> Kirill Kaprizov has a year of playoff experience under his belt. I think he's going to be electric. I think he's going to be fantastic. Um, I I know that I said that I, I know I tried to poke holes in the goaltending of the Minnesota Wild. I think they'll be just fine, at, at least in the first round anyway. Um, and, I, you know, like Jordan Binnington's not playing well. Vili Huso's been playing fine. But what do you do? If you're Craig, if you're Craig Berube and Philly, Philly Huso has a bad game, yeah, that's and you're that's looking the, that's down the big your question. bench, right? And you're looking down your bench and you see a guy that won a Stanley Cup for you, the only Stanley Cup your organization has ever won in their existence. And then if you start to overthink the situation, you put Jordan Binnington in. It's not a guarantee it's going to get any better. So, as much as I think the Blues are deep, as much as I think that they're a really good team, I don't trust their goaltending more than I trust. The Minnesota Wild, so I'm going with Minnesota. You know, I'm going to turn our attention. I'm going to go, go a ahead. step further here. I think the winner of this series beats the Colorado Avalanche. 
Yeah, I don't disagree. Like, we all know Colorado can't get out of the second round. So, <laughs> uh, Turning our attention to the Pacific Division, we've got Calgary and Dallas. Where are you going, Chapman? This is a no-brainer for me, Calgary all the way. I don't even, I, I don't even need to, to – they are so much better than the Dallas Stars. Um, look, I, I think poor Jake Ottinger, he's going to get trial by fire here. Um, he, he's going to get roasted in this series. I, I, I feel bad for the kid. Um, Dallas is so inconsistent. I don't know one, one game to the next who they are. I really like uh-huh. Robertson. I love Joe Pavelski, but it's not enough. It's really not enough. They're going to get – Dallas is going to get crushed. I don't think they get swept, <laughs> uh, but I think yeah. they get. I, I think the games they lose are going to be bad. I think this is actually the series you think that Colorado and Nashville is going to be. Like, I think Colorado is going to have a harder time with Nashville than you give them credit for, because I think Nashville is a much better team than than you're giving them credit for, uh, and I think Dallas is the worst team in this playoffs, hands down. Like. I don't even think it's particularly close. Like if it if it happened to be Dallas and Colorado, then it's a first round buy for the Colorado Avalanche. <laughs> I think the Dallas Stars are a bad hockey team. And like I'm sorry, there should be an amendment. And this is going to sound phenomenal me coming out and saying this. There should be an amendment to the playoff rules that if you have a minus goal differential, you are not a playoff team. I'm sorry. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. They're the only team in the playoffs with a minus goal differential. That's that's sad. I think you so and I'm I... I'm all in on the... Yeah, go ahead. I think you and I are in agreement that Nashville and Dallas are the two worst teams in the playoffs. Um, I, I think Washington would beat both of them. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Listen, if... UC Soros is back at any point during this 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 series. I don't know about that. But if he's like, not, you, you give me you give me you give me the Nashville Predators with a healthy UC Soros. I don't think they I don't think that that the Washington Capitals beat them. I don't. I don't know. I I I I, I think I I just don't think they're I'm very not good. High on the Washington Capitals. Yeah, eh, I, well, I understand. Okay. I understand. Okay, so you and I are both in agreement on Calgary over Dallas. Oh, and yeah. I don't think that it's particularly close. No. So now we go to one that I'm I'm really intrigued to get your thoughts on, the <laughs> Los Angeles Kings <laughs> and the Edmonton Oilers. Chapman, who wins? Well, I, I can tell you this much. I will be rooting for Los Angeles in, in the series. Because I want to see Edmonton crash and burn again. Like, it would just be so funny, just from a comedic standpoint, to watch them lose again. You know, this is a this is a team that has failed and failed. They just can't mm-hmm. seem to find a way to win in the playoffs. Edmonton, I'm talking about. But yeah, I think I think the Ori- I'm gonna I'm gonna grant the wish of the great province of Alberta and say that the Edmonton Oilers will beat the LA Kings, thus giving us a battle of Alberta in the playoffs, which is something we have been begging for for years. So, of course, that means it's not going to happen because we. As, this is like the one thing we really, really want to see. <laughs> I, I, I would love yourself, to see LA, LA do it. Like I, I think it would be great. Mm-hmm. I, I really like Jonathan Quick. I think LA is maybe ahead of schedule of where I think a lot of people thought they were going to be. 
So for them, I think they're playing with 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 house money at this point because I don't think anybody would have expected them to make the playoffs ahead of the Golden Knights back in October. So they, they, they're, they, they've got nothing to lose. I think Edmonton has everything to lose, but I'm still going to pick the Oilers in this series. Okay. Um, what happened? Uh, okay, let me, let me back up here, Chapman. From 2010 to 2014, who were the best two teams in hockey? The L.A. Kings and the Chicago Blackhawks. Yep. What happened the last time the Edmonton Oilers played one of those two teams in a playoff series? <laughs> that was in the bubble, and uh, it mm-hmm. did not go very well for McDavid and company. <laughs> Why? Because the Chicago Blackhawks knew how to win, right, Chapman? Yeah. They, yeah. they were built for playoff hockey. Like they, they know what it's like to go into a series and have to come through with your best effort. They just had all the intangibles. And you know what the Edmonton Oilers have not learned how to do? Win. Win. <laughs> win when it it's counts. the LA Kings, baby. <laughs> the Los Angeles Kings are going to beat the Edmonton Oilers. Why? Because Mike Smith is going to turn back into Mike Smith in the first round. It is going to happen. <laughs> you want to know why it's going to happen, Chapman? Because it LA happens knows every <laughs> single year. No, every year. Every year it happens. And this Kings core was able to torch Mike Smith when he was playing hockey of his life in 2012 all i'm saying is this is anyone really going to be that surprised if the la kings beat the edmonton oilers no no i i i would not be the least bit surprised i think this is a really close series like i think it's very tough to predict because i think la la is gonna do that that guy scares the hell out of me yeah if i'm if i'm the edmonton oilers and and their fans i do not want any part of phil to know going into shutdown mode. You still have Jonathan Quick and Andre Kopitar. No Drew Doughty, but you've got Dustin Brown, and it's his farewell tour in the playoffs. And one of the things that a lot of people don't know about those Kings teams, those players specifically, they didn't make the playoffs very much, but when they went, they went, and they went deep. So all I'm saying is you got playoff Jonathan Quick, playoff Dustin Brown, playoff Andre Kopitar, Anything can happen because I trust all of those players way more in the playoffs than I do Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. I'm going Los Angeles. So a recap of our Western Conference picks. Chris Chapman's all in on Colorado. (sighs) For the sake of chaos, I'm going with Nashville. We've got uh, (laughs) Chapman's got the Blues. I've got the Wild. Chapman and I both have Calgary, the only thing we agreed on in the Western Conference. And then Chapman is all in on Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl and a 75-year-old Mike Smith. I am going with the Los Angeles Kings. Those are your one-timers brought to you by Paul Powell. More lawyers, less fee. We're back to wrap it up next with Catching Up with Chapman on Fox Sports Las Vegas. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. All right, Ryan. Well, you know I am a big, big Elvis Merzlikas fan. Um, huge fan of his. I think he's he's a good young goalie, and, and I enjoy watching him play. But I came across something yesterday that really made me think about things a little bit. And Elvis said he will play for Latvia in the World Championships, but he also opened up a little bit about a struggle with the death of his teammate and friend, Mattis Kivlinix. Of course, we remember that was on 4th of July of last year. And he talked about having some post-traumatic stress syndrome and uh, dealing with it every time he heard the cannon 
Um, and he did not play in the New Year's Eve game because of emotional distress because there was fireworks in the New Year's Day game against Carolina. So he did not play in the game because of the fireworks. So he said after a while, the, the, the cannon, he got used to it, and he said he's happy to hear it now because it's usually after a Columbus Blue Jacket goal or win. Now, the general manager of the Columbus Blue Jackets, Jarmo Kekalainen, he spoke today and he said it was the first time that he had heard of it and that there had never been a discussion about getting rid of the cannon, but he's also saying that it's the first time he, he had heard it. So uh, just a really, I, I think, a traumatic season for for Elvis Merzlikens. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that he's been able to move on a little bit. And, uh, you know, it's a really tough thing to go through. And I, I, I can't imagine having to deal with with that. And, and of course, we, his, his goaltending coach, Manny Lagasse, as well, uh, can't really forget about him as well. Just a really... I think tough, tough year for those guys. And I'm glad that, like I said, Elvis has, has gotten now used to the cannon again and he's okay with it because it is it is after a good occasion for the Blue Jackets. So uh, hopefully he's able to put put a little bit more behind him and, uh, you know, uh, he'll, have, he'll bounce back and have a, a really good season next year. Yeah, it's got to be the hope. And, you know... It- He's he's a great goaltender, and you know I think that it's it's understandable in those moments, especially early on in the season, to kind of have those feelings and, and and maybe be caught off guard by it or have it be triggering to you. But uh, I think the the commentary that I heard from Elvis is that as the season wore on, the cannon became more and more routine, and and that was something that didn't cause him too much distress down the stretch. So we will be back tomorrow. With lots of reaction from the end of season media availability for the Golden Knights. You'll be on to be right here at 4 o'clock.